when the author steps on the stage, the play is over. This is how C.S. Lewis spoke about the ending of planet Earth. We would call that the second coming of Jesus. This is where we are in today's reading. This chapter is very sobering. It's all about the last days just before the author steps on the stage. In the 260 chapters of the New Testament, there are 318 references to the second coming of Christ. To break that down even more, one out of every 30 verses in the New Testament speak about the second coming. 23 of the 27 New Testament chapter books refer to the second coming of Jesus. For every prophecy in the Bible concerning Christ's first coming, there are eight that look forward to his second. Matthew 24 and 25 devote a lot of space to it. The second coming of Jesus is going to be the most dramatic happening in human history. It will terminate human history and will usher in eternity. In a moment, God will say to human history, curtains, and down the curtains will go. What's interesting is that Matthew 24 and 25 are Jesus' final words before his crucifixion. What stands out to me is something he stated five times in chapter 24, that no one knows when the second coming will happen. Verse 36, of that day and hour, no one knows, not even angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Verse 39, they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 42, therefore be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. Verse 44, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. And verse 50, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour which he does not know. Five times in this chapter, Jesus tells us that the time cannot be known. Augustine said the last days is hidden so that every day would be regarded. Someone asked John Wesley, Supposing that you knew when you were to die at 12 o'clock tomorrow night, how would you spend the intervening time? How, Madam Wesley told her? Why, just as I intend to spend it right now. I should preach this evening at Gloucester, and again at 5 tomorrow morning. After that, I should ride to Tewkesbury, preach in the afternoon, meet the societies in the evening. I should then repair to friend Martin's home, who expect to entertain me converse and pray with the family as usual, retire to my room at 10 o'clock, commend myself to my heavenly father, lie down to rest, and wake up in glory. It did not matter whether he was homegoing, would be by death or by rapture. John Wesley would not change anything. It did not make any difference to him. How about you? Jesus said they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory and he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other, Matthew 24, 30 through 33. In the rapture, Dr. Tim LaHaye vividly imagined what the unexpected suddenness of the rapture will be like. He says, when Christ calls his living saints to be with him, millions of people will suddenly vanish from the earth. An unsaved person who happens to be in the company of a believer will know immediately that his friend has vanished. There will certainly be worldwide recognition of the fact for when more than one half of a billion people suddenly depart this earth, leaving their earthly belongings behind, pandemonium and confusion will certainly reign for a time. Millions of conversations will end mid-sentence. 
A million phones will suddenly go dead. A woman will reach for a man's hand in the dark and no one will be there. A man will turn with a laugh to slap a colleague on the back and his hand will move through the empty air. A basketball player will make a length of the floor pass to a teammate streaking down the court and find there is no one there to receive it. A mother will pull back the covers in a bassinet, smelling the sweet baby smell one moment, but suddenly kissing empty space and looking into empty blankets. So what is our job before this happens? Oswald J. Smith tells us, we talk of the second coming while half the world has never heard of the first. Let's tell the world why Jesus came the first time. 